Selecting professional references is something most people leaving the military don't put much thought into. They assume they simply must put their direct supervisor within their chain of command. No, you don't have to, and in many cases, that is not a good idea. Let me walk you through the ins and outs of selecting professional references when you're leaving the military in this episode of Career Podcast with Audrey Prenzel. I will be doing another podcast in the future for civilian professional references, so if you have a spouse or a partner or a friend or an adult child who is not affiliated with the military whatsoever, you can have them watch out for that episode by subscribing to Career Podcast with Audrey Prenzel. Once you've decided to hit the civilian job market, at some point you're going to be faced with selecting professional references. These are contacts that potential interested employers want a question regarding your suitability for their requirements. Hopefully, you've listened to the very first episode of Career Podcast with Audrey Prenzel when I detailed critical steps to take long before you consider leaving and putting in your release papers from the Canadian Armed Forces or whatever military you serve in. If you didn't, I can tell you briefly right now that choosing people to vouch for your professionalism and skill set is something you should take stock of well before you even consider applying for jobs. Ideally, you want to have three references to submit to human resources when they ask for references. In fact, they usually ask for three. I would pre-qualify three to six people. Sometimes people are away. Sometimes life gets in the way and your references may have personal or professional issues that they have to deal with and they're either not available to be a reference or they're just not in the right headspace. I don't have to tell you this is less than ideal situation for you to have to deal with or respond to. Prepare a formal reference sheet, as references do not go on the resume like some people think. Put them in the order you'd like them to be contacted. This sheet is not to be distributed with the resume and provided only when asked for. Make sure the letterhead and the overall style is consistent with the cover letter and the resume. Detail the full contact information so that the prospective employer has a frame of reference for who they're calling. List the person's name, their work title, company, and the complete company mailing address. Don't confuse things by putting a company name and then the reference's personal home address. If you can't get the address for all three places, then I'd rather you not put any in. Be consistent with the information you provide for each one of your references. Specify whether the phone number is a home, work, or cell line. Include an email address if possible, as this is often convenient communication method for busy professionals and sidesteps the issue of different time zones and contacts located or posted to diverse global locations. You know, the military, people can be all over. Another tip, keep track of which references you've used for which jobs. I have all the respect in the world for people who are applying to numerous jobs at the same time. But when the wrong reference is called for the wrong job, things can get a little sticky. You may have heard that in many parts of the civilian sector, it's corporate policy not to give out professional references. 
they will only confirm that you were an employee and the timeline you worked there. You are in a fortunate position that your commanding officer or whoever you select can talk about your performance. Be tactical by approaching a colleague who does have the latitude to share his or her insight. Pre-qualify your contacts. Ensure they are articulate and quick on their feet as calls can sometimes come in unexpectedly. This is what surprises most people. It's not enough to ask, will you be a professional reference for me? Whether you are comfortable with it or not, make sure you take the time and the effort to ask them if they are willing to make positive statements about you. Make sure that they're going to say positive things about your work performance. Do people sometimes agree to be a reference and then say negative things? Yes. I hear about this all the time, so please don't chance it. If you already suspect your supervisor may not have good things to say about you, then find a colleague or a former supervisor who can vouch for your work ethic. Keep it professional. I'd suggest you not include character or personal references. The only time this may be advisable to do is in very isolated scenarios. For example, if you were a treasurer for some sort of community service type club and you want to use the reference to be a board member on some other community service type club, then you can certainly select someone from that previous service club to act as a reference for you if they can vouch for your fiscal acuity and budgetary constraints. Then by all means, use him or her. This doesn't happen very often, but as you know, many people in the Canadian Armed Forces speak English and French. If you choose someone to be a reference in the language you usually converse with them, let's say French, make sure the second language, in this case English, make sure they are equally proficient. A few times I've had clients forget about this, and they've used work colleagues whose English or French was not actually strong enough to act as a viable reference. The people selected as professional references were supportive and articulate in their native language. They just weren't up to snuff professionally in their second language. The civilian sector is not like the military. Most people do not speak two languages. Make sure your contacts are aware of your career search and keep them informed of your progress. This is both strategic and it's courteous. So often I hear reports of former Canadian Armed Forces members and veterans being caught off guard and they're not prepared at all to vouch for the job seeker's candidacy. Supply your references with the best tools possible. Give them some specific information to share with the person inquiring. Make sure they have a copy of your cover letter, your resume, and the job posting you're being interviewed for. You can suggest they mention a particular project that you steered or a major problem that you solved or perhaps a critical time-saving initiative that you spearheaded that aligns with the particulars of the position for which you're being considered. Once you land your dream job, don't forget to inform and thank your references. Unlike the Canadian Armed Forces, almost every job market is unstable to some extent, so you may need to call on them sooner than you think for their help again. 
I always say be likable. If you're likable and you're good at what you do, you have nothing to worry about. Over the years, I don't know how many former military members have used each other as professional references. When you're likable and you take the time to help someone else by stepping up as a professional reference, it'll be easy for you to get references when it's your time to transition to the private sector. And now it's time for me to thank you again for tuning into Career Podcast with Audrey Prenzel. Please feel free to share this podcast with someone else who you think could benefit from it. Leave comments and, of course, hit subscribe. If you'd like a PDF copy of my book, Military to Civvy Street, e-transfer $20 to audrey.prenzel at gmail.com and I'll send you the link to download it. Although I'm not writing so much anymore, I'm available for one-to-one coaching and advisement to help you achieve your career transition goals. Email me audrey.prenzel at gmail.com. You're welcome to follow me and message me on Instagram and Twitter. Look for Audrey Prenzel. Life can be challenging. Until our next episode, purposefully take good care of yourself. Yourself.